0: You got it locked to the Defected Radio Show. This is Our House and Our House House Music. House Music. House Music. House Music.
1: Sam Devine here and you're locked into a very special takeover show as we celebrate 20 years of Defected and as our saying goes, house music all life long, and we'll be chatting about that a little later on. Now I'm sat with my very, very, very special guest, the man who is the undeniable heartbeat behind Defected, my mentor and good friend, the one and only Simon Dummel is in the house. Easy sigh how are you going?
2: I'm doing good Sam, how are you? Back from your tour? Yes, absolutely. Still Jet lag
1: lagged, but loving life still. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to be talking to Simon throughout the whole show and getting the lowdown on each track. It is going to be fun fact central, guys. So for the next 90 minutes, we're going to be looking back over the last 20 years of the label, the records, the parties and everything in between, a hell of a lot to get through. So let's crack on. We've got music on the way from MK, Kings of Tomorrow, Blaze, Dennis Frere, and loads more. Some house music royalty right there. But right now, let's take it back to where it all began. 1999 and the release of soul searcher can't get enough simon tell me how did this record come about
2: well, it's a story well told, um, but for the 20th anniversary, I believe, it's uh, worth uh, telling again, actually. So I was at a label called AMPM. Um, it was a very successful label. We had uh, a number of top ten hits, Alternate 3 and Moose T Horny, uh, and we did all the remixes for Janet Jackson, The Police, etc., etc. And um, so I got offered the opportunity to start my own label. And I've been working with the guys from Sulfuric Records, Mark Pomeroy, and Brian Tapper and this record came along it's called uh, I Can't Get Enough by Soul Searcher. It was actually an instrumental when we first heard it and I spoke to them and said can you put a vocal on it because I think this record has real potential. They put the vocal on it, uh, we took it to radio, it got extensive radio play, it sold over 100,000 copies, was number 8 in the UK uh, pop chart and um, it was a great way to start the label and I, I believe that this record still stands up today. Uh, it gets played today, it gets a great reaction. The fact that it's 20 years old just shows that it uh, it set the tone in a really really good way.
1: and can't get enough and into this one now the year of 2000 and we have ATFC and Bad Habit a record that samples Shaka Khan I Know You I Live You and Jenny Burton Bad Habit Simon how did disco influence house and I remember do you remember you and I drove to Switzerland it took us 13 hours when the ash clouds erupted and you called me 11 o'clock at night and you were like right we're, we're driving to Switzerland and you gave me a disco lesson
2: so how did, I mean, basically, um, disco is the kind of, I don't know, how would you describe it, the, the father of house music. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I believe that the evolution of, of, of dance music was, went from disco into house, and it was, it was the intro, introduction of, of technology. I mean, disco is very much a 4/4 four, four beat. House music is very much a 4/4 four, four beat, but obviously technology made it very syncopated and very programmable. That, you know, and it's well documented the, um, the the introduction of technology, the way people felt at the time, and obviously the association with drugs, ecstasy at the time. Yeah. All of those things coming together um, to create house music back in, you know, like the mid '80s in Chicago and Detroit. And then, you know, it went on to Ibiza and and the Summer of Love in the UK, 1988. So, um so that that was what we talked about and i played you all those records that influenced me back in the day you did
1: literally and we um we ate like about 10 bags of haribos along the way as well you did not me
2: uh both no i think people probably
1: (laughs) (laughs) so so you've managed to get the the balance of the influences of heritage music while also always looking forward and you seem so easily to nail that balance has that always been like a conscious effort for you
2: no i don't believe it's conscious or an effort for me me, it's always been about playing a cross-section of records, never about playing one sound or sticking to one thing. Um, You know, you would play a good old record next to a great new record Um, and... It's just about programming your night in a way that just keeps it interesting for the dance floor, keeps it interesting for yourself, giving people enough moments for them to be engaged and having an an amazing experience when you're DJing to them, but at the same time, educating them and introducing new music. And to me, that is what DJing is all about. Uh, It's not about upfront and unknown records all night long. It's not about hitting people over the head with classics all night long. It's just about picking the right record at the right moment looking at the dance floor and uh, and giving people the time of their lives and, and think you know memories to walk away with
1: right well let's hear it right now this is ATFC with bad habit the ATFC club mix from 2000. Corporate with his incredible anthem Sunday shout and hits up at Defected Records on Twitter and let us know what your earliest Defected memory is. What record holds a special place in your collection? Send us a tweet and hashtag House Music or Lifelong. We want to hear from you. So Simon, 2000, obviously a very very good year for Defected and House Music. Did you know the records were going to be standout classics at the time, or is that just something that? comes with maturity of a record?
2: Um, I, I believe that house music probably has more longevity and creates probably more classic moments than most genres within dance so I mean you know if you look at the labels that you know you can still go back and you can play a record from Strictly Rhythm or you could go back and play a record from Nervous and they will still stand up on the dance floor today and normally it's because they've been influenced by something so if you take the record Johnny Corporate it samples an old thunk record all the records that we've played actually House Music is really good at borrowing from inspirational kind of genres of music in this case in, in all the cases here is actually it's disco and I think that that just gives it that kind of um, connection and that emotional connection with people and it it just stays with them so you don't know that a record is going to be a classic but and and they're not sometimes they're not classics all the time sometimes they come in and out of being like you know the the flavor so at the moment obviously there's a huge disco revival all of these records sound amazing
3: Um,
2: and sometimes you know that something else will be in vogue and maybe they'll sound a little bit dated but at this moment in Time they all sound really fresh to me.
1: Absolutely, and to me, and to everyone else who absolutely loved affected. So, another instrumental here to play coming from G Club, a Latin influence track, one of your all time favourites. I hear Simon. What does the track mean to you, and why was that one signed?
2: You know, sometimes you just have this kind of intuition about records. And and I remember hearing that record. It was uh, uh, probably like January or February of the year, but it just it just sounded like it could be a Balearic record. It just sounded like it would sound amazing in the sunshine. And, um, you know, it had that kind of flamenco, Latino kind of guitar. The production values were amazing. I mean, Gerald Elms, who produced the record, kind of would would help Roger Sanchez in the studio do his mixes back in the day so he knew how to craft a great record Um, and again it just has that disco breakdown in the middle and it just changes the mood but then it goes back to being Balearic again. It's a very unique record and it just stood out in Ibiza that summer absolutely smashed it.
1: Expected release. What have you got to say about that record? <laughs> I know you've probably got a lot to say about it that hasn't already been said. How did that one come about?
2: It was just a record that grew on you, you know, and, and you could see the reaction on the dance floor. People really took to the lyrics. The lyrics of that record are uh, absolutely amazing. And I was actually thinking about it. I mean, l- lots of people say to me it's the greatest house music vocal of all time. Um, and I think that Probably Robin S. Show Me Love. Probably Pips it. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: because that, you know, I, I hear that record and you see the reaction to that record. And it still gets played, and people go, oh, "It's a bit cheesy when you play Show Me Love," or "It's a bit cheesy when you play Finally." But they create probably. they create real moments on yeah. the dance floor. And um, so, and I think Finally is up there. The difference is that Robin hit Robin S. was a hit. Finally was never a radio hit. It's yeah. just an underground vocal anthem.
1: And and the the fact that it's still—I mean, I've be, been pulling it back out in my sets for the last kind of couple of years—and I remember something that you said to me. I was like, you know, how did the kids know this? And you said they don't. It's just a great record, and it's hitting them at the right time. Again, you know, another timeless record.
2: Yeah, but I do think that because it's—it's it's a record that was probably played on, you know, on defected compilations back in the day, or Ministry of Sound compilations, or and whatever, you know. And kids grew up listening to those records. Their mums and dads playing. And those records, it's it's. I and do the think,
1: brother and sisters as well. Yeah,
2: and I, so I think that the 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 kids understand house music and have a greater depth of knowledge of house music than any previous generation of clubbers coming through and we're seeing that on our dance floors at the moment you know the label has been around for two decades now but the audience that we have is as young as it ever has been absolutely Um, and that's really um, hugely exciting for us as a label because we know that we connect uh, with the next generation of clubbers and that gives us real longevity and and, and, uh, and a, a, a and a future that we can look forward to.
1: It gives you another 20 years.
2: That's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Me... I'll still be <laughs> flying the flag
1: high in 20 years' time. <laughs> so moving on to another amazing record. This one's pretty special to me too, Shakedown at Night, another huge record and has been remixed so many times. Now, what remix stands out the most for you? Because I know for me, it was Moose Tea and now it's Purple Disco Machine.
2: Um, we signed the record. I mean, it was a very unique sounding record at the time. The original is an electro disco record, and that actually was the version that got the extensive radio play. But the very reason we signed it was actually the Moose T remix because it was an absolute club banger. It was a no-brainer to play. From the moment you heard that record, you were like, "I can't wait to play this out on Saturday yeah. night. It's gonna rock the floor." Then we commissioned the Kid Cream remix, and I remember that coming in. And back in the day, you used to your music was delivered on a, on a DAT tape. It wasn't we transferred. You didn't, you know, you had to wait two days to get a mix. It arrived. I remember putting it in the player, putting it on and just absolutely just sitting there with the biggest (laughs) smile on my face, so that actually gave it another kick. And it, the record was so enormous at Clubland before we took it to the radio and then radio just loved the original mix which was produced by Stefan Mandrax but I think that the introduction to the dance floor came first via Moose T then via Kid Cream ultimately the radio version um, made it a, a hit in the UK and it was a top ten record that record probably shouldn't have been a top ten record um, just because it, it's such a pure club dance floor record I mean it, it doesn't have have any verse it's yeah. just a hook
1: here it is then shakedown at night released in 2002
3: seems
4: i can't deny some days just don't feel right. i think i feel i think i feel much better at night mm. seems I can't deny some days just pass me by you know I'd be I think I feel much better 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 Yeah.
5: defective defective defective
1: absolute ledge in the game. How did you start working with him and how did the relationship develop into records like
2: Kanoa? He's just an amazing character. He makes amazing records. They are influenced by music from Brazil. They're influenced by music from Africa. And he manages to fuse all of this together to come up with records like Elle or Tropical Soundclash or Kanoa. Um, And uh, if you ever get a chance to see him DJ, he's pretty amazing, actually. Not only is uh, is his selection just absolutely first class, but he looks like he's having the best time behind the decks. And
1: he doesn't stop smoking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't. He's well, always he's a fr- <laughs> yeah. out So, uh- <laughs> I, uh, I I kind of joke with him I, he is the most French man I know yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of like the way he just uh, his accent is so strong he sh- you know he smokes galors or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. one after the other after the other and uh, <laughs> um, but yeah he's um, he's he's quite a character
1: and you know my earlier influences from DJ Gregory is obviously from you know going to Fectin and hearing play at Pasha and he hasn't been around for a little while in, you know on my radar and it was amazing to see him at Croatia it was so cool that you booked him for Croatia this summer.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's Gregory's still making records. He he, he records under the moniker uh, Point G now. He DJs as Point G. People still love his, his records from back in the day. He still has a following. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, house music isn't all about what is in the now. It's about acknowledging great music and great records from the past. Um, and he rocked it, and he had his fans there, and, and uh, people are uh, happy that he's going to be playing in 2019. Yeah, so. absolutely.
1: Can't wait, can't wait. So let's move on to a classic record now released on Slip and Slide. Now, how did the label like Slip and Slide influence affect at the time? I know you picked up the Slip and Slide back catalogue right a few years ago.
2: Yes, we did, and we've just managed to give it some TLC, um, you know, remaster it, uh, get the artwork together and, and make it available to stream and download. And in terms of influence, we were influenced by all the great labels back in the day. So labels like Azuli, Slip and Slide, you know, they're very prevalent in my record collection. I have my sections of certain labels and Slip and Slide was, was uh, available to, for us to, to get involved with. Um, and we took the opportunity, I mean, to, to actually be able to work with the Blaze catalogue um, is personally Man. really fulfilling because they just made some of the best house records ever so um, uh, this is one of them this is uh, the Bob Sinclair remix of Do You Remember House?
6: I remember house when house was emotional. I remember house when it was the spiritual thing I remember house when it was just one house house was about love house was about house was about love house was about house was about love House was about love I remember house
1: a special 20 years of Defected Takeover with the one and only Simon Dunmore in the house. Now we've already touched on some pretty epic defining moments already and we're only halfway through the show guys. We're getting a history lesson right here from the main man himself. So moving on to another huge record and one that still sees so much play at parties today, Soul Central and Strings of Life. So originally a techno classic by Derek May I believe
2: yes indeed and and it's a funny record actually because really it should be untouchable I mean really it's not a record to be messed with the original strings of life Um, you know arguably one of the records which really helped uh, define the scene uh, back in 87 and 88 and 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 to go near it or to cover it I, I think is kind of taboo but but um, it kind of it came out and then it got re-edited by Danny Crivet and to get endorsed by one of the people that you know was associated and synonymous with the Paradise Garage kind of legitimised it, kind of endorsed it, gave it some authenticity, and it just got hammered by everyone. It's a classic. You can play the Derek May version. You can play the Soul Central version. Yep. The reaction is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. It's just euphoria. It's just such a it's um it's just upness. The record is just, Absolutely. you know, from start to finish. So to have records that are 15, 16 years old that still get played, that still sell, that still sound fresh is what I believe kind of gives us a point of difference uh, against our contemporaries in the marketplace at the moment.
1: So that record obviously sees a lot of play, I mean certainly I've heard it tons of times at Eden in Ibiza this summer and you know seeing the videos of all the confetti cannons and everything going off at Glitterbox, why do you think that record still works so well across say the defected 18 year olds and then Glitterbox you know you've got your 40 plus year olds and it's just euphoria across to really kind of of completely different dance floors, I guess.
2: Because truly great music is timeless and truly great music is universal. It, it, You know, it just has a broadness of appeal. It's just, it's a universally easily playable record. It's a universally easily danceable record. Um, and it just connects
1: let's play it then soul central strings of life stronger on my own this one is 2004
0: all over the globe this goes out to all the producers all the djs all the clubbers that celebrate real house music so ladies and gentlemen turn the volume up on your mobile device on your tablets on your computers on your sound systems and in your car because you're now locked in to the one and only defective radio show You came to me when I needed love. You were a gift from God and you showed me what what love is. Showed me what love is.
1: A soulful classic there from Ron Hall and the Mother Funkers with The Way You Love Me. Released in 2006 on Defective. Now, speaking of crowd pleasers, numerous people have played this one in Croatia, including both of us, right, in our back-to-back set on the main stage. That was pretty epic. Fish Go Deep and The Cure and The Cause. Tell me about this record. Now, for me, the first time I ever came to a Defective show was at Canvas in London, and she was doing a live PA of this. And literally, I was like, that's me. That, that's, <laughs> I just want to play on Defected. It was incredible. And, you know, still play it in my in my sets now. You know, when me and Hatcher played back-to-back, you know, Heardrop it, and he's a garage DJ. So it crosses over so broad DJ record collection, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, it's... Um... Possibly, and, and and it's really hard to, to say this without offending some people, but, but Dennis Ferrer is probably my favourite house producer of modern times. Same. Um, and, I mean, it's really hard to say that when I work with people like Masters at Work who are <laughs> absolute Gs, and, you know, every record they've ever done is amazing, but... Dennis just had that thing of, of of marrying tech and house and soul and just getting the balance absolutely right and and he did so with 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 the Cure and the Cause and uh, it's interesting for, for you to say that you came to Canvas which was a uh, an event that we did back in the day and at that time we 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 weren't getting radio support radio had decided it wasn't going to play it wasn't going to play dance music anymore it went to a, an absolute extreme pop format so we started to do events. Um, to get on the road to promote our records to promote our DJs because it was the only way we could get i mean the internet wasn't as prevalent it yeah, is yeah. now social media didn't exist so we had to tour. Um, and we did this big event in london at canvas and i believe dennis played for us yeah um dixon played for yeah, us yeah, actually yeah. Uh, tracy tracy k yeah. uh, performed the cure in the cause and it was it was quite a moment but the touring aspect of what we did was just starting to take form then because we weren't getting the radio love that we were getting four or five years previously we created the Defected in the House brand. We went on the road. We toured all over the UK. We, we we started to do our events in Ibiza. We did our parties in Miami, and it was our way of just getting out there and in amongst the people that supported our music. That they, you know, in in exactly the same way as they do now. It's really important to connect with your audience. If you stop doing that, um, I believe that you you just slowly die. Yeah
1: well. So Simon, I'm going to let you introduce this one. Over to you.
2: This is the Dennis Ferrer remix of Fish Go Deep, The Cure and The Cause.
1: coming out of another banger copyright he is the Ferrer and Sydenham remix and we are still only on year 2006 now Cole Cox played this at space closing I was there I literally could not believe this track was getting played at space not only at space but by Cole Cox that's pretty massive right for that track to come back out again
2: yeah right. and I, as I said earlier I mean again it's a Dennis Ferrer remix yeah I remember that Sam Holt from copyright told me that he sent Dennis the parts and then didn't hear anything from him him for two years. Oh wow! Um, and then, just out of the blue, Dennis phoned him up and said, "Dude, I've done your mix. I'm <laughs> going to send it over now." And uh, uh, and I bet, I mean, you know, I bet when Sam heard it, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Gold. <laughs> uh, again, it's one of those records that sounds fresh today. You could still play it; it still gets played, as you say. Yeah. To be endorsed by Carl Cox is testament to that. Absolutely. Um, and um, again, it just goes back to how important having a great character catalogue is for defective so we can you know we can compete on contemporary records um, but it's the catalogue that gives us our longevity and gives us our history and you know that's why our audience is so broad um, because we did have those kind of records back from 2006 2003 and they still stand up to date so
1: let's squeeze this one in then a massive favorite of mine julian Jab, with swimming places
7: Something coming across the room, girl. I wanna lay it down, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the love,
4: Jones, coming down. Oh.
1: Era come into my room released on Defected back in 2009 now I remember the 10 year Defected Anniversary party at Ministry of Sound and I can't believe we're sat here talking about the 20th now Sandy he has been part of the furniture right for the majority of that time and I always feel that there's a massive family vibe with Defected and the fact that all these artists are still you know still with you through thick and thin so I mean we all want to Know why these artists still release with you and still play at all the shows? Tell us why.
2: I believe that moments are really important in everybody's lives, you know. And and going to a club and hearing a record for the first time and it really moving you and just. You know, the emotion that that kind of brings when, when you hear a record and you absolutely fall in love with it. And then when you hear it again, you know, five years later and it's then it's personal to you because it's a record that you discovered and maybe you fell in love to or you had a great time with your friends or, or whatever. And and there's, you know, you talked about you remember the 10th anniversary. I remember the 10th anniversary party at Ministry Center. I remember LT Brown performing coming to my room. I have a video of it. I watch it on a regular basis because it's just absolute attitude yeah. and emotion and soul, and the room is go- you know is going crazy and it was a moment for me. Yeah. Those things are really, really important to me. So booking those people that made those records, they make great records, amazing records. They're great DJs. They rock the crowd. They know that we're great at promotion and the label has real, you know, we have fans. They have fans. And I think that the combination of both those two things is really, really powerful within dance music.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And keeping it on that family vibe, let's touch base on Classic. Now, Classic started working with Defe in 2010. How did that
2: relationship start? so classic became available and we were offered the label and 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 so so we we, we came to a deal but it was never my label It's Luke Solomon's label Um, it's his baby him and Derek Carter founded it and and did an amazing job it had a great reputation so I phoned up Luke and I just said you know I've just bought your label and it's not my label will you come and work for me will you come and run the label again Um, and he accepted and and classic is a an integral part of what we do at Defected it's our kind of unruly misbehaving little brother um, <laughs> you never quite know what they're gonna get yeah. out to And it works that way. I mean, you know, Luke is like that. I mean, he, me, and him joke. I mean, he puts out amazing records, but some of them are a little strange. They're a little quirky, um, and that's what gives it the character that it has. Um, And I love it because of that. It complements Defected. It's not the same as Defected. Doesn't try to be the same. Doesn't need to be the same. But we just get on really, really well. That's wicked.
1: So I'm talking of another classic, classic, Blaze Lovely Day from 1997. And of course, put the remixes out from Am and Edge and Dance, which still I think I play in every single set. So we're going to drop that now. Blaze Lovely Day from 1997. Bye. vocal mix now this track is definitely in my top three favorite defected records of all time so originally released on objectivity so this was a defining record for dennis and a huge moment for defected what was it like to see this record for
2: it's um the reason it has longevity the reason you can still play it now and the reason it, it 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 uh get such a reaction is because I believe it wasn't compromised by getting extensive radio play it was never a hit and sometimes as a record label you really want to have a hit you you know it's important for you to sell a lot of records it's important for you to get on the radio but the scene is full of opinion makers and people that if you have a radio record um, they think it's cheesy they think it's sold out they don't think it's theirs anymore The, the public is aware of this record and and having a hit can tarnish a a record but Hey Hey never got radio it was never a hit so it remained an underground record and Dennis thinks it's a commercial record and he He he, does he he, he, he has he has a problem playing it It does
3: have a lot I actually want to
2: bring this to people's attention that (laughs) we should lobby Dennis Ferrer to play Hey Hey more because he made a great record and he should embrace it instead of running away from it because a couple of people said to him yo dude their record yeah. a bit cheesy and he was like oh really you think I'm not going to play it anymore but you know what the record's an anthem Yeah, absolutely. and and uh, Dennis should be proud of that record and he should look after it like it's his kid
1: well people come to see him play they want to hear it remember we made him play it in Croatia we did and we ran down onto the, do- onto the dance floor <laughs> people couldn't believe how quickly we got there and it was a moment and you should you know then he ended up playing um, Fish Go Deep and I can't remember did he play uh, Mind Your Step all back to back and the crowd was just go what including you and
2: I DJs have this thing about not playing their own records which I just can't quite come to terms with you know when I play out I play out of people's records for sure but people come to see me and they come to see you because of our association with the effect and they hear they they, they expect to hear records of that ilk of that sound etc so D come on man get your shit together Exactly. play hey hey more
1: often (laughs) sort it out (laughs) so this is definitely a record that makes Me Small Ten Snake and Coma Cat.
7: Gotta go back soon Other people's lives
1: defected with the MK dub mix but today we play you the original Storm Queen and look right through a defining moment for the label site as you spoke about earlier and on the subject of MK he's been an artist that you've worked with for many years now his career longevity is unique why is that?
2: MK is the person whether it's deliberate or it's just natural he is the most personable dj that i i think i've met Agreed. Oh, from the moment he started djing and let's let's he never dj'd back in the day not extensively like your rogers and your todd terrace and your masters at work when he started djing like, around about 2011 2012 that was him djing for the very first time
1: he was with his brother right
2: he was with, he played at the horse and groom yep. pub
1: yep.
2: opposite the office at, in, in shoreditch to 150 people yeah and it was a great gig. And uh, I think that the people, the, the clubbers, the fans broke MK. Yeah. Let's not forget, he is an incredible producer. You know, from back in the day, from his Jodeci mix, from his Police remix, from his own records like Burning and Always. And uh, I want to thank you. And, and, you know, he is an amazing producer. And I just think that he just um, came with a body of work. He's mixes on Lana Del Rey, he's mixed on Storm Queen and the Wanker My, uh, My Head is a Jungle record. But and it was a combination of great music and social media, right at the beginning of social media. And he worked the crowd, he worked the kids. And I don't believe it was, I, I don't know, Mark Davenport, his manager, says it was his idea. <laughs> but Mark Kinchin, MK, Absolutely executed it to per- perfection, and uh, you know he still has time for everyone. Even though he's as big as he is now, yeah. he still goes into the crowd. He still has time for people, and that's a really, really powerful tool to have. He he did the remix on Storm Queen. It didn't. It wasn't a hit initially, yeah. but you know he wanted a mix that he could play on his sets, so he did this extra dub. Um, and the rest of his history, really, and Hitching. and uh, you know, we'll be forever grateful. And it was just, I think that that. Um, you know we always have this period every two or three years we have a record that just smashes it and just gives us the ability to to crack on for another two three years and Storm Queen was beyond that actually a number one UK record and uh, our second number one because the first one was Roger Sanchez Another Chance in 2001 so as an independent label to have two UK number one pop records um, again look I'm smiling I know you are (laughs)
1: it's weird memories
2: moments so yeah (laughs)
1: amazing. And guys, you'll be able to catch MK playing at Printworks this New Year's Eve. And also you'll be able to catch him again in Croatia 2019. Well, we could go on for hours about all these amazing moments, but unfortunately, that is it for our part one of our Defected 20 house music all lifelong special. Join us next week for part two, where we'll be continuing through the highlights of the last 20 years. And as always, if you want to listen back to any of the shows head over to spotify apple music and itunes and download the show or subscribe to our defected radio playlist to keep up to date with all things radio but for now i'm going to say goodbye simon thank you so much it's an absolute honor and an absolute history lesson for me and the listeners and thank you very much
3: defected